You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Ain't No Seeds. All right, folks, what's good? Uh, another episode of Ain't No Seeds podcast, but tonight we're going to be talking a little basketball. Doesn't quite feel, AB was just saying before we started to record, doesn't quite feel like basketball season at all. Uh, the Hawks are 2-0, and though they are the number one team in the country. And as we'll talk about, they have a very exciting three-week stretch of basketball games um, coming up. So we'll, we'll talk about that, but really mainly we've got Kentucky tomorrow night, Champions Classic. Uh, A.B., I guess I'll, I'll start with you. Where, with the Kansas football Jayhawks having the season they are at, uh, where is your uh, brain when it comes to basketball? It's really low, Ryan. I tell you what. Um, I was telling you guys before, I think I watched the first half of the two games and then kind of checked out and followed. It's tough to do both the football and the basketball thing. Uh, maybe we had it right all along before we got good at football, but um, we'll get into it. I mean, this team's damn good. By the time we get to Maui or Honolulu this year, um, we're going to be juiced as ever and excited about number one team in the country, maybe the National Player of the Year. And a team that is going to win a lot of basketball games. They're favored every game until the last game of the season as of now on Ken Palm. Uh, they're going to win a lot of basketball games. So uh, I'm very, I'm going to be very excited right now. It's like, just give me another month or so. Yeah, that's what's funny. I mean, B-Turn, do you feel like, maybe you are, but like, do you feel like if KU football was having a typical KU football season where we, we had three wins and the season was very over, um, would we just be absolutely jacked about this week? I mean, start with Kentucky. Champions Classic's always just a great, great event. Um, do we feel like we'd be more jacked if KU football wasn't as good, or is this just how – I don't know. Like, are you still very excited with, with this season getting going now? Yeah, I mean, I know how good we're going to be, but my excitement level is not really close to what it usually is. I mean – I dev if KU was in for a losing season in football, I think it would be completely different. But obviously, every week there's implications on these games. They were obviously in the top 16 or whatever in the college football playoff last week. So, yeah, I would definitely be more excited. But I think just getting older and maturing, we know these games don't mean a ton early in the season. Like early, like in our college days, when you're playing against Duke, like Jabari Parker and Wiggins, that mm -hmm. matchup, like that's end of the world, and you want to win that game so bad. But now you just you know it's not a massive deal if they lose they lose but it'll be it'll be a great test. Um, Kentucky has obviously some big time freshmen and they have some a couple good seniors too. So played NC Central and Manhattan, um, but we'll have a nice test on Tuesday. And I really like KU's personnel. They got a lot of experience back and they should be really good defensively. So can't wait to watch. Regardless, there'll be two good games on back to back. It's always great and it's been going on for a while. So we we obviously love the Champions Classic. Where do we stand on it not being the opening night? I think it definitely is going to go. You, I would hope we get a better product. There's definitely been some Champions Classics where it's like, what are we watching? This is a disaster. Um, but I will say, I think that's also part of the reason there's not that same 
buzz in the air for these games is because it used to be the start of the college basketball season. Um, how do we feel about the switch to the next week? It's boring as a fan. There was like, it drives me crazy <clears throat> that the first week of college basketball, there's like really nothing good to watch. Like coming off a long weekend of football, you want to tune in on a Tuesday and watch good games. We'll get that tomorrow. But last week it was like, oh my God, basketball's back. That's cool. And then it's a bunch of the top ranked teams winning by 40 points. Unless you're coached by Tom Izzo, hey, who doesn't start trying until March. We got Duke, Arizona. We did. We got a couple towards the end of the week. And that yeah, was I mean, that was a fun game. Also, Izzo, my God. What is this guy? He's, I'm telling you, if I were a Michigan State fan, he, he would have me. I would be so. He's got them in a stranglehold, man. Because they can't ever get rid of him. And they never should. But. I mean, I know they've been to tons of Final Fours, but how many times are you going to go to a Final Four without winning a natty to be, I don't know, at a certain point I would go insane if I were a Michigan State fan. They'll still be really good, but you can't lose to James Madison when you're preseason top five. That, that's a debacle. But Yeah, it's uh, like, but what what can you do? Like, you can't fire a head coach that's won a national title and, like you said, made all those Final Fours. So it's like he's probably a for lifer if he wants to be, like, locked in forever, obviously. And he'll chances every year, and he'll make three of the next ten Final Fours too. Like he'll keep doing it. But can you ever picture Izzo winning another title? There's just no way I can picture. It. No, it. He just doesn't. He never seems to have like that talent that you need to get. It, he's always making the Final Four as like a seven seed and a five mm-hmm. seed and a four seed. It's like those are the teams that. You're happy to be there. We used to talk about this with KU basketball, like when the Devontae 2018 team made it. It was like, man, it was awesome, but that wasn't the team we really wanted to make a Final Four. We wanted a team that could show up and be the best team in the Final Four, like in 2022. Uh, so I don't know. It. I don't know why we just went on an Izzo tangent, but it really does. I was having that thought the other day, like, man, he's a, obviously a Hall of Famer, a top 10 coach in the sport, but oh, Michigan State fans have it kind of rough because Final Fours are fun, but it would be tough to see. What have they now seen? Seven straight uh, Final Four losses? That's, that is pretty tough when you say it like that. Yeah. So they haven't even they haven't made the championship, or just they've lost. They they, they made the championship. They played UNC, right? Yeah, no, no. I, yeah, I always said that KU should have made it to the championship. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Wow. No. Oh. Uh, we're talking hoops, boys. They're in the Champions Classic, right? So it's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But what I was going to say, B, we did get Duke Arizona opening night, which or that first Friday night, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and very funny that Duke lost. Uh, but let's talk KU Kentucky. I don't even know what are the opening lines. I realized I should have looked at that. I think it's KU five and a half. At least last time I looked, KU by five and a half. Yeah, they they're probably they're going to be led by Antonio Reeves. He's a senior, he'll probably average fifteen plus, and then they have three top fifteen recruits or four. Uh, Justin Edwards was like the top five guy. DJ Wagner, Rob Dillingham, and then they have Trey uh, Trey Mitchell who was at Texas and then at West Virginia. And now he's at Kentucky. Um, he's averaging like fourteen and eight right now. But yeah, I think Antonio Reeves will be their go to guy early on. I don't know which freshmen will separate themselves. That's kind of how Kentucky is every year. They have a bunch of freshmen that 
you aren't quite sure who's going to be the guy, at least as of late. I don't. I feel like they never have like the. I don't know. It's been a while since you feel like you know they have for sure like. Yeah. Ooh. Lock like the AD days, like AD and Kid Gilchrist. You just knew were just stars. Now it's just like a bunch of freshmen jumbled up together, and there's never like a star. I feel like. Well, they've been getting like the number seven, eight, nine, fifteen, twenty guys, whereas they were getting the number one, the three, and the seven guy. Like, and we all know what happened. Coach K started getting. I mean, Nike, mm-hmm. Nike started following that those guys to Coach K, and still doing it to Shire. So yeah, Calipari went from getting the auto lottery picks, the auto like I would say top five picks. To he's been getting he's been getting like a bunch of Kelly Oubre's, which is a great guy to have on your team. He was very talented, but you saw how long it took him to figure it out. Uh, it took him like half a season to even get big minutes. So, uh, yeah, it's it'll be interesting. I would hope you would hope that with the team that we've got with McCuller, Dewan, Dickinson, guys that have just. Played KJ's now played a ton of games. We've got the experience. We've we've played in big games. I would hope we don't struggle with a young team like this. But I do think, correct me if I'm wrong, B turn. This is probably the best recruiting class Calipari's had in a while, right? I mean, it's still he's always been good, but I feel like they now have a couple big top five type guys. The Wagner guy may have was he number one. No, he was he was inside the top five. I think it was like Ron Holland and I for, uh, Isaiah Collier. That's at USC. Who I think those were the top two. But yeah, I think they have four top fifteen uh, or twenty guys. I think three top ten. So I'm not sure on every site, but I was just looking before Edwards was number three on two four seven or twenty four seven. So yeah, they. It's kind of weird. I, we, I was just talking about how I feel like they used to be led by the freshmen, but lately, like Oscar Shibway was their guy for a while. Now it feels like Antonio Reeves and like Trey Mitchell, who are both seniors, will be their guy. It's kind of been since like Shea and um, Jamal Murray. Like he, those dudes are pretty nasty there. So yeah, it's it's just a little different. Um, I feel like from Kentucky, but they're obviously going to be as talented as anyone. It's obviously been a while since Coach K or Jesus Calipari went deep in the tournament, so he's kind of not on the hot seat. But Kentucky fans, I mean, we we read Rep Rafters; they're on his ass. Um, I don't know how much longer it really will be, and he's got to make some noise in the tournament because they expect a lot. They've won so many national titles, and he got off to such a good start at Kentucky, where they won a title early. They're making Final Fours there with like DeMarcus Cousins and John Wall and all them. So he's. It's a big year for Cal, and obviously expect him to coach his ass off if he wants to stick around in Lexington, which sounds crazy because he, he won a natty and they went to a bunch of Final Fours. They made a couple national championships too. So sounds crazy that he could be on the hot seat, but just from listening to their fans, they, they always expect and want more. I, I'm i sitting here laughing because I'm trying to pull up the tweets from like what uh, Kentucky has done since – what 2015 yeah so since 2015 Calipari zero final fours one second round loss one 16 one sweet 16 loss to a nine seed a nine and 16 season lost to a 15 seed and then lost to K-State last year in the second round for the second time in the last like four tournaments 
Like it has been an absolute debacle. I mean, we're coming up on a on a decade. A decade. Which do you guys want to hear something disgusting? Andrew Wiggins Duke game ten years ago. Crazy. I mean, thirteen. That I mean. All right, Chris was writing us up. Yeah, it's too loud when KU won that game. Yeah, so. I was mean, the last right. Wiggins, Wiggins step back and then the breakaway dunk and all the hype you had because that was first game of the year. So you had all those expectations, the pictures with him doing Wilt Chamberlain poses and all, and then he did does he closed the game out for KU against a loaded Duke team. So that was that's and one of the better Chamberlain classic memories. The difference in hype between that game and obviously we were younger, we were at KU. But like that was that was a game where it was like I had that thing circled on my calendar for a year straight, and it was like I can't wait for KU Duke. Like that in so much him versus Jabari, us versus Duke, top five matchup. I think it was like that was so awesome. I wish Calipari could get it together at Kentucky because this would be pretty fun if it were like KU uh, Kentucky one versus two or one versus four or something, but. You know, so stay. let me let me ask you: What do you think the current freshman at KU, when they hear Andrew Wiggins, what do you think they think? Dude, that's well, kind of crazy to say out loud. That like NBA champ. Well, well, do you want to hear something crazy? So like, I was a freshman at KU in 2012, mm-hmm. which means 10 years prior to that, Andrew Wiggins is like what Jeff Boshi was to me from 2002. Nick Carlson and Kirk Heinrich for me. That like is that's that pretty crazy. So these guys, the, the kids that are in college right now have no idea the level of hype that Andrew Wiggins had coming oh, no. here. What they is, think he's a pretty average NBA yeah, player. That it's it's hard to explain how how I much hype say, he had coming to camp. Like that was far and away 20 times the amount of any other announcement from a recruit I've ever seen in my entire life. Craziest it'll ever be. Um, the hype will never match that because surely no one ever knew, and it wasn't on TV or it was from a tweet. We Grant Trailer, baby. I was gonna say trivia. What was the guy's name? It was Grant Trailers with funny. Like I followed him on Twitter for years after. That. Oh yeah, that tweet was my my. Uh, I screenshotted it. It was my phone background for like all of freshman year. It was just Andrew Wiggins will be attending Kansas. Oh, uh, that was a magical moment. I need. And then, yeah. The, the storyline against Duke because you had the two. It was obviously an argument between Jabari and Wiggins as the top recruits. They play each other. It's at the United Center in Chicago, where Jabari's from. Jordan and Jordan, Michael Jordan's building, and yeah, Wiggins closed it out. And you're like, oh my, how is anyone going to beat this team? I remember going to that fresh freshman year, like thinking Wayne Selby could be the best player on the team. And you had MB, you had Wiggins. That team was so like Tark Black was coming off the bench, an NBA player. They were so deep. Like that was, I, I'll never forget that game. Yeah. And uh, back injuries, tough. We still feel them to this day. Um, but all right. Let's, uh, I could sit here and talk Wiggins that year all, all night, but we don't have time for that. Let's take our first break and then we got to actually get in. We'll start making some predictions. We'll start talking KU Kentucky. Um, but I guess before we hit the break, we got to talk about home field. Uh, if you haven't yet, if you haven't purchased one of their hoodies, if you haven't purchased one of their new bomber jackets, KU bomber jackets are absolutely electric. Homefield does not miss. I say this all the time, but like 
every time they come out with something new, it's like, my goodness, these guys are incredible. Uh, if you don't know who Home Field Apparel is, uh, shame on you. Yeah, first off, shame on you. Second off, they are what I always say, they make the designs that you're always sitting there saying, I wish we could get a shirt like this. I wish we could uh, make a jacket or a hoodie like this. They've got the circus font. They've got the script Jayhawk hoodies. I own both of those. Uh, they've got whatever AB just showed. They came out with some football merch here recently, the Orange Bull shirts. Now the Bomber jackets. Just go support Homefield. We we promise you will not uh, regret it. Homefieldapparel.com. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so... We go into Kentucky tomorrow. Play start. It's pretty clear. I think the starters are going to be Dewan, El Marco, uh, McCuller, KJ, and Dickinson. Now the question mark in the off season was who was going to start at the two. We thought there were going to be three options. It's down to two. But I don't know about you guys, but I am absolutely in love with Johnny Furphy. I don't mm. think there's a spot for him to start on this team. I I saw people saying it. I don't think he can play the two, but you, it's going to be tough to keep him off the floor because we need his shooting bad. Um, so I don't know. I guess let's just start there. I feel I think we feel good about the point guard. We feel good about center KJ. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about KJ. He's been good though, but like. B-turn, where do you stand on the two spot? Like, are you is that a is that the biggest concern right now for this team? El Marco, Timberlake, neither of them have really like taken the clear jump to be the guy yet, have they? Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say it's a concern. It's obviously just a question mark of who's going to step up. And I think El Marco just brings so much more to the table. Obviously, Timberlake has proven it at the D one level. I'm not high high level D1 but he was obviously a really good shooter at Towson defense was the worry but El Marco can just bring so much to the table he's obviously he's super quick he's athletic he can defend and he's just he's ultimate competitor I know it was against Manhattan but he had 10 assists on Friday um so was hoping his jumper would look a better little better um he hasn't shot it well so far and it hasn't looked great 
out of his hands, but I think he's obviously a highly touted recruit. People think he could be a first round or a lottery pick someday. I don't know when, but yeah, Timberlake, I mean, he started the exhibition game and then uh, El Marco started the first two regular season games. So I would expect it to be El Marco, maybe at the big stage. Um, they want to go with an older, older guy and Timberlake. So yeah, I don't know. The, there's four locked in starters. I would think El Marco, but yeah, it's got to be one of the question marks is the two spot and we definitely need shooting. So if El Marco um, or Timberlake or yeah, Furphy can get inside the starting lineup and we have a deadly shooter outside of having a seven, two big that scores every time he touches it. And the best facilitator in the country at point guard where okay, he's going to be lethal. Yeah. AB, you said it, you haven't fully uh, dove into the season yet, but just, I don't know, give me some off-the-top-of-the-head A.B. takes on this team, any concerns. You called K.J. starting at the center last year, like, six months prior. Um, you got any You got any takes? You got any things that you just feel strongly about when it comes to this team? Um, not particularly. Uh, I like how they've been shooting, at least from what I've watched. Uh, I didn't expect that. I don't expect that to continue, but maybe it's a little bit better than we thought it would be, and if that's the case, that's good enough. Um and then the other thing, this is just like, I've seen them run this play like 10 times, I feel like. The high-low, the pick and low with Dewan and Dickinson up top and KJ in the short corner to where that's just like pick and choose who, who you want to dunk the ball. Yeah, It it does so many things to me. Like, it gives me, oh my God. It, it's it's so sexy, dude. I can't even describe how hot it is to watch oh. those. to watch those three just... I don't know. Yeah. Everything just looks like smooth and seamless. And I and I know we've played two teams that are ranked in the three hundreds in Ken Palm and that like those games aren't gonna tell us much, but just seeing how easy and like seamless and Dude. together they almost felt. And I know a lot of these guys have played together, but a lot of them haven't played together and it just feels like it's come together pretty quickly so far. I mean, how I was the other night trying to think of an over under how many dunks he would have this year. Because he's going to get so many lobs from Hunter and Dewan. Like KJ, he might dunk 500 times this year. I think he's going to have an awesome year. We're not going to expect him to develop a jumper throughout the year. He tried to pull up from like 15 feet on Friday, and it was hilarious. But he's we we know what KJ is going to do, him and Dewan. That's why I feel so good about the starting five is there's really not – there's four guys that you know what they're going to give you every night. Like Hunter's going to give you like 20 and 10. He's going to rebound. DeWan's going to have 10 assists and not make bad decisions. Kevin, one of the guys that Bill, it's every year when we need someone to have a big year, they have a big year, and that's going to be Kevin. And so that's, and then KJ, he's going to bring energy. He's going to defend. He's going to finish. Um, so we know what you're getting from all four of those guys. So I just, I feel like they're experienced and they're going to be super consistent. And you brought up the shooting thing too. And I was thinking the other day, like, what college team really is consistent at shooting the basketball every single night? Like, we know how disgusting college basketball can be and how bad of a brand it can be. Like, we know we're going to have bad shooting nights, but they're going to make up for it defensively with those four, three, four guys I talked about. JJ, Evan, Dewan. I'm not saying Hunter's an elite defender, but he's 7'2 and can block shots and he's going to rebound and steal extra possessions. So, I... Even if we don't shoot it well and Bill likes to win ugly, there's going to be nights where we win 59 and 56 and Bill's going to be bricked up. Dude, I I think that, yeah, kind of like you said, I think there's going to be some, especially in these early games with this tough schedule, 
Like, there's going to be some really ugly games. Even Illinois. I mean, the fan ba- we joked about the fan base joking or melting down over a charity exhibition game. But, like, orig- I do think, even though AB, the KJ, Hunter, DeWan thing is awesome, there's also going to be moments where it feels like KJ's maybe in Hunter's way. And yeah. I think it's going to be frustrating early on in the season. And I think there's going to be some really gross offensive displays but I think when this team comes down to just winning games it's gonna be because they've got a bunch of gamers on the floor with Dewan, McCuller even KJ and even Dickinson like I know Dickinson hit clutch shots at Michigan um he's a cocky dude and I know he gets shit for that but like He's still a guy that you can tell wants the ball late in the game and isn't afraid of a big moment. So, like, I just think I am so, and I'm always giddy, but, like, I am very giddy about this come February, March. Like, Mm -hmm. I think as they grow with the experience they have, and like you said, El Marco is arguably the, he is the most NBA talent. Him or Furphy, those are the two probably, like, most NBA talent type guys. So to think that they'll also be getting better as the season goes on, I just think this team by March is going to be so freaking good. I Um, can't wait to see where those two are late in the year. Like you've already seen the flashes from Furphy. I know they're not playing against elite competition, but the stuff we've heard about Furphy and then you see it on the floor where he can score all three levels and he's got a nice looking jumper. Um, And then El Marco, yeah, he had he's a high recruit. Scouts loved him at the McDonald's game. Um, and yeah, he's supposed to be a first round pick. So I can't wait to see where those two are late in the year. Cause like I said, we got those four dudes that we know are going to be consistent um, throughout the entire year. Yeah. And I mean, you, you kind of mentioned it with McCuller, but like we've said this, I've said this many times on this podcast, but like when Bill Self helps you make the decision to come back to school because you weren't quite going to go where you were on draft boards. It simply never fails. It is the most sure proof way to go have an absolutely insane senior season. You think, I mean, we can say them all, but Devontae, Ochai, Jalen Wilson, Kevin McCuller, all those guys just took massive steps. And it's very clear that McCuller is going to do the same thing. His shooting's already been well improved. You think about Ochai, he was always a shooter. But he became like an elite shooter all from junior season to senior season. Same with like Frank Mason. And I'm not saying Kevin McCuller, I don't think he's got the mechanics to have a a senior season shooting the ball wise like Ochai did. But I think he can go from being a 30% three-point shooter up to a 35, 36% three-point shooter, which is a huge, huge uh upgrade. So like I think McCuller is gonna be phenom- phenomenal. Is it if I had to make you guys predict right now who's gonna be the second leading scorer, is it pretty clearly gonna be McCuller? Or could like yeah, yeah I think it's well, I don't think it would be close. I don't I you guys could start throwing out names that would be even near the I mean I would see I'd say KJ and DeWan yeah. right around the end of the game. But I think Kevin's going to be around 15 a night, and he's he's at 13 and a half uh, over under against Kentucky. I think he 
we'll hit that again. I think he's one of the he's obviously one of the vocal points of the offense, and you can just tell the confidence level has went up just from him knowing he's one of the guys. Like he's pissed when he misses jump shots now. Um, last year, you obviously had Jay Will trying to go pro. Grady, when you have a freshman, you get that high of a recruit. You need them to go pro and Bill, so you keep getting more. Um, so Kevin obviously wasn't one of the main guys last year. He kind of was. We needed him to defend, which we still do, but he knew what his role was. Now they, he knows he needs to step up, um, not only for the team, but to go pro. So he knows he's one of the guys. You can tell that confidence level has taken off, and I I really think he's going to have an awesome year. And, if God, if that guy – I was thinking against Manhattan, if we can go deep and maybe win a national title like Kevin McCuller, man, he's going to end up being a legend, almost kind of like what Ochai did. Ochai was gone. He came back, one of the players of the year, won the national title. Kevin could do the same thing. And just so glad it wasn't that one year there at KU for him. Oh, it would have been so brutal for McCuller to just kind of be like a – I mean – no offense to Dedrick Lawson, but Dedrick Lawson just kind of gets forgotten in the history of Kansas basketball because of the season he played here. And that's what would have happened to McCuller, even though he did win a Big 12 title and all that. But uh, yeah, Kevin McCuller is going to be a guy the fans just love because he's going to bring it every single night. He's going to be, and he's just, we've joked about it, but like Bill Self loves guys like Kevin McCuller. Um, all right, AB, you want to do a quick, uh, DraftKings ad, and then I want to talk about some prop bets via DraftKings, um, and then make some predictions for uh, this this game and, and maybe even this season. So go ahead, AB. Yeah, can you guys believe how deep we are into the NFL season? We're, we're over halfway there. It's freaking me out. Uh, but we got to make every second count. And with DraftKings Sportsbooks, you can make the most out of every game day. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting five on any matchup. Uh, there's big games this weekend. Braden, we were talking about it earlier. I think I saw the Ravens are minus three and a half Thursday against the Bengals. That game is just fun. We had shit primetime games this last week, including right now. We have good ones coming up into the heart of the season. Uh, so get in on the actual DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code KCSN. New customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for just betting 5 bucks. only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, call visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Speaking of DraftKings. Yes. Very same. Uh... B-Turn, you mentioned the McCuller over under 13 and a half points. I do really like that. But um, am I reading this correctly? And is this, am I an idiot? But like, Dewan, I guess it's minus 120, but like Dewan assist is over five and a half, five and a half. Yeah, I would think if he, I mean, he's going to be, be playing obviously 35-ish minutes. Um, I took it, I was actually at the field house for my birthday on Friday and I just blasted his assists. He was at five with like 15 minutes left, and it was a blowout. So 
that's not not really a tough beat. I mean, you kind of got to expect that. That's probably why they only put it at five and a half. Um, so yeah, he's he's not looking to score right now. He didn't he didn't even um, shoot the ball until what his first shot attempt didn't come till like the second half against the Manhattan game. So he hadn't shot the ball in almost Dude. sixty plus minutes into the season. So yeah, I I obviously love that. Um, he could, he'll be, I think he'll average seven or eight, what assists this year. I was, I was looking at the, uh, all time seasons, single season assists. I think he could maybe get there this year. A miles Devonte is up there too, but I, God, that guy could have so many this year with Kevin and lobs to KJ and Hunter. I mean, I think I'm, yeah, I, we've got a hammer Dewan over five and a half assist. What do we think about, uh, doing a little eight, no seats parlay every episode? For the whole basketball season, just come up with one. Uh, yeah, throw a little Dewan yeah. over five and a half, Kevin over thirteen and a half, and then maybe a to cover. Did I tell you? Did I tell you about opening night against uh, NC Central? They had they they put up props the night before, and they had Kevin McCuller thirteen and a half, and they had um, Nick Timberlake twelve and a half, which Timberlake ended up going over, but yeah, they, it wasn't oh even close. God. McCuller was like plus five or six hundred to have twenty plus, and he he hit that. I was I was gonna take it, but yeah, Dewan was five and a half, and eight plus was like I got it with a boost at plus five hundred. So shout out DraftKings for all the boosts, which are fire. But yeah, that was he ended up having eight or nine in the first half against NC Central. So I love his assist prop every every game. Yeah. So let's see what does this little parlay do if you go put this in. Kevin over 13 and a half. Kansas minus five and a half and Dewan over five and a half plus 400. And if you have a little boost out there, that could be real nice. So uh, sprinkle, sprinkle some. We'll see how it goes. That cover, I, I will say this about Champions Classic. It feels like those games are always going to be close. Doesn't matter how good you are, how bad the other team is. Just as early in the season as it is. Uh, it feels like it's always ugly basketball, but we've now got two games under our belt. We've got weeks of practice under our belt. I think, um, we hopefully will see a little better of a product, but, um, okay. I want to make predictions. KU Kentucky, that that's fine. We can predict that. What I really want to hear are what your guys' official predictions are for this entire season. Oh, type of record. I mean, not exact record. Oh, I'll give you exact. Yeah. Well, I'm probably going to give you exact too because I went through the schedule. I was waiting for you guys to join, but uh, AB, you go. So we'll start with AB because he's he's got the evil AB grin on, like he's ready to cook. What's going through your evil brain? You said last episode 29 and two before Big 12 tournament. 29 and two. Wow. Are you in the same boat? No. Well, I think they win tomorrow. I think I think their route in Honolulu gets them obviously at least one. They're not losing to Chaminade. And then they get Marquette. Who's number four in the country? I don't care. They were also top five in the country. We beat them by 150 points in 2003. That game has so much to do with this one. I love that. <laughs> we will handle Marquette because 20 years ago yeah, we won by. We beat them by. Well, and then we get to the final, and you're telling me, you guys are telling me right now that the, the Purdue Boilermakers are going to beat Gonzaga on Monday, 
Tennessee on Tuesday and KU on third or Wednesday, no chance, none whatsoever. So Gonzaga and Purdue, you might as well cancel them out from winning this thing. Tennessee, maybe we'll see. But I again, I think KU wins in Maui and Hawaii, and then like I don't know, all the games, all the other ones are at home. We talked about oh, earlier in the offseason. At Indiana. That, stop it. I think they stink. first in Ken Palm. They're Mizzou. But it's blue. It's Assembly Hall. It's going to be the most anticipated game probably on their, at least not on Con. But it's going to be crazy environment. So I wouldn't just give us the win. We're, I'll, I'll tell you guys this much right now. We're this, this, on Ken Palm right now, the projected difference, we're minus eight against Indiana on the road. We're minus 10 at UCF. They view that as the same game. We're not scared to go to UCF. Indiana's not good this year. Exactly. McKenzie and Baco. Didn't they almost lose to Army last night, too? Yeah. Yeah. They did. So I don't like, and then we talked, we've talked before the conference schedule. I don't want to read through the whole thing because it's going to take a while to get to the first loss. I'll read through the first road games at UCF. You're not losing there. Are you losing in Stillwater? Boynton stinks. They've already lost early. Are you losing at West Vaugh? They've already lost or almost lost. Like, Carissa, don't they? Yeah, but then you got to go to Ames. Who knows how good they're going to be. My point is, you're not having like a ranked game on the road until January 27th or February 5th. So, like, there's a lot of winnable games, and we talk how the Big 12, if it was last year with this team, they'd probably lose four, five, six games. We see it in football now. There's going to be so many bad teams at the bottom of this conference. They're just going to poach apart every night. It's not like every game is going to be a battle where every road game you're scared you might lose. That's not going to be the case this year. They're going to win a lot of fucking games. So let me say this. When I went through the schedule, I came out to uh, 29-4, and four, I think. was very quick, and I thought I was going to get roasted by you guys for having us win it going 29-4. and four. But here's the thing. You're right. Big 12, you look at the conference slate, you're like, wow, this is nothing. You don't got to go to Texas. Um there's it just doesn't feel near as good or near as difficult as it has in the past but still so to go uh to win 29 games ab which i'm off by the way if i said 29 and 4 it might just i if you went through them you might be right i just did the thought like if you can play a max 40 games take away three in the big 12 championship oh. then that's nine postseason games to 31 regular season yeah, whatever. Either way, I'm I'm just focusing on I guess losses. So four yeah. losses. And like to get to where you're at, which is possible. We've done it, we did it in 2011, we did it in 2010, but like to Even get where 2020. Yeah. To get where you're at, we would have to go uh we would have to beat a Kentucky team, we'd have to beat Purdue, Tennessee, or Gonzaga, we'd have to be the top 5 Marquette team, we'd have to be the top 5 Yukon team. We would have to win at Indiana, which I don't care what you guys say. It's the first road game of the year, and it's going to be the biggest home game. Hey, had we're playing at Promenade next week, Ryan. <laughs> no, not technically, are we? Um, and then you still, like, the two of the last three games of the year, at Houston to end the season, they're going to be a top-10 team. Mm-hmm. At Baylor, the second to third last game of the year, like, they – those are two really tough games, and you got we're gonna lose a game that's infuriating, whether that is at Oklahoma State or a home game that you drop, or I don't think it's gonna happen. I think we're gonna roll through K State this year, but you could lose at K State. 
You could lose at home to Texas. I don't know. I just I think we're going to put up an insane record. I think it's going to be as close as we've gotten to winning 30 regular season games in a while. Um, but the schedule is tough. And you're right. UConn, you kind of, it's weird with Allen Fieldhouse. You go in and you just pencil in a win for UConn because it's at Allen Fieldhouse. That game is going to be tough. So I feel really good. I'm with you. 29 and two or two losses in this regular season would be absolutely bananas. Um, B turn, I think you're having and, issues, but go ahead and talk. I think you're good. Is it working? Yeah. Yeah, we got you. Okay. Yeah. It changed to something. Um, I don't. Yeah, I was talking about assembly. It'll be a tough environment. I just don't I don't think they're really that good. They don't have too many scores. I think just like Xavier Johnson, who is um an older guy, experienced, but Mbaco I think will struggle. Um they got Kiel Ware or whatever from Oregon. So yeah, that'll be tough. Um obviously Maui is loaded. I can't believe that. I didn't even really think about the field, but I totally agree with A B about Purdue in a single elimination format. They really have never proved it to us in March. I mean, rumors are swirling that they lost to a 16 seed. I don't know if it's true. Um, but yeah, Edie's back. Obviously, he's a stud. We won't take anything away from him. But yeah, I just never like them in single elimination format. I, I never think they have the guard play. They'll go three straight days and win three straight games. I just, I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, it... I'm ex- I, I'm kind of like as we joked that it doesn't feel like basketball season yet. Seeing the Maui uh, field has got me got me going a little bit. I'm starting to feel it a little bit. Um, it does suck, obviously, that it's not actually in Maui, but um, it's going to be great. Uh, okay, so we feel we're all on the same page. I know B turn. You were getting. People, like at first, I thought the overreactions to the loss to Illinois were like kind of a troll type behavior, but like people were dead serious. Like this team doesn't work. This team's not going to be good. They don't have shooting. They don't. Have, it's like people said the same stuff about 2020, and that team, by the way, won the Maui, and then would have. I mean, we're the best team in college basketball by far. So like it. This is the type of team that is built to win college basketball games. It's not the three-point shooting. It just doesn't – it's not a recipe to necessarily win the national title. It's a recipe to to make a run in March if you get hot. But I think if you want to go win a title, you got to have a team that's locked in defensively, that has experience and dudes that know how to win college basketball games. And this team does. So – yeah, I think they're they're great college players. I mean, Hunter Dickinson obviously hasn't went pro yet. He came here to hopefully do that, but it's a seven-footer that can get out and shoot. We expect McCuller to shoot it a little better. you got Timberlake, El Marco, Furphy, who could potentially have a nice year shooting it. You never know. And then, yeah, Dewan, Kevin. Um, we don't, I'm not saying those guys are going to be great pros. You never know, but those are great college players that have won a ton of games, and they're going to they're gonna win a lot of tight ones. Um I think a lot of tight games, like the experience on the road against, like a say, Texas Tech or something in a tough environment, I trust those guys down the stretch. So, yeah, you, I think it's going to be one hell of a year. And, yeah, after the, um, the 4A State game, it's kind of what it was. We only scored 73 points or something, won by 18, and fans on Twitter were actually concerned. But we play in Puerto Rico, and we were so good. I feel like everyone was so amped about those games that don't count. And then, yeah, we come back exhibition game and – everyone's melting down because we can't shoot and I guess we're not athletic 
Yeah, well, you know, we we also saw an all-time meltdown in March, two weeks before we won the national title. So um, our fan base done some weird things. Uh, I I have a question. Um, Is that Houston game on the road still in Mexico City? I forgot about that. I bet it is. Yeah, that's Dude, that's the thing. So it's like, for us, e- yeah, and it's the Houston home game. So we get yeah. Houston and Allen, and then if that still holds true, we don't have to go there. We go to Mexico City. KU's brand is so much bigger. I bet KU has more fans than that game. So, like, I, I don't but know. Like, I mean. imagine if that – are we sure? Because that could decide the Big 12 title. Like, that's can so, you imagine? Right. I'm looking at an article on – Final day, and we're playing in Mexico City. That is a big – from KUAthletics.com headline, Kansas and Houston men's and women's basketball to tip off Big 12 Mexico in 24. Uh, yeah, men's bas- men's men's and women's basketball, women's soccer and baseball will be held. And then, yeah, 2024, the Houston home game. 2024 be next year, though? This Big 12 play start in 2023? Well, I, I mean, that game would be in 2024. Right. Wow. That would be I mean, wild. that's straight from the KU website, but I haven't seen anything. And the reason I asked, I was looking at Ken Palm. And it just said our straight away. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I remember that story came out, and then I hadn't really heard much about it since. But Yeah, that's dumb. I don't like that at all. Like, do that for UCF or something. Don't do it for yeah. KU Houston, who's going to be like you want to right. Do Houston and Texas Tech or something. I don't know. Yeah, it could be 24-25 season, but that was That's what I was saying, because Big 12 play technically starts in December, right? So it could be next year, December 2024. I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't use first game Paul ever started in December. I was They have before. They did last year. I think they played like a couple of years. We play so many games now. Yeah, I know. Um, All right. Well, this was uh, a good little, little getting our – Feet wet for basketball. Um, still very much football season. Thank God that we have a football program to care about into November. Um, but as we just laid out, this is going to be a really, really fun basketball season. And I think it's very possible Bill Self might go get his second title in three seasons. So, uh, B-Turn, anything else? AB, anything else before we wrap up? Yeah. Uh, so I just saw at the bottom of the article, it is going to be in December of 2024. So next wow. season, but still 2024. Um, just wanted to say, I guess it, it's good to be this spoiled, I guess, about KU basketball. Cause I think the only reason some fans had some doubts is because Bill Self will always have a better team, um, previously. Like he's, uh, he's thrown out so many good teams that we just, we've gotten so spoiled and we expect like perfection and not to have any weaknesses. So I guess it feels good to think a preseason number one team might not be that good. Um, we don't think that. Obviously, some do, but it's going to it's gonna be a hell of a year. You got – we've said it for months now. Hunter Dickinson and Bill Self is literally a match made in heaven. It's like Mahomes and Andy just meant to be in the same system, and Hunter's going to get fed, and I, I can't wait to watch it. He gets amped up against teams we're 40-point favorites against. I can't imagine him and league games, big environments. Like, he's going to be so hated. If he would have transferred to, like, a Big 12 school, we would – I feel like we would hate him so much. But he's an absolute stud. Yep. He's a guy you you love him when you have him and you hate him when you don't, and those are the best guys. So, um, yeah. 
All right. Well, KU Kentucky uh, tomorrow night. For most of you that are listening right now, probably tonight. Um, but I'm excited. So we'll be back uh, probably with a football episode here this week as well. Um, but yeah, one and uh, rock chalk. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.